This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. So kind of in honor of Halloween, our Science with Simi this week is all about bats. You know, they've become the symbol that we always see, that silhouette at this time of year. And also, coincidentally, it is International Bat Week. I'll bet you didn't know that was a thing, but it is. Did you also know, for instance, that one of the largest bat colonies in the province is in Peachland? And that you can go visit it? Yes, they have a colony of 2,000, yeah, 2000 Yuma Myotis bats, and they were found in the timber frames of an old school that had been boarded shut for a decade. Now it turns out you can go there. They actually hold bat chats and a camera broadcasts a live feed of the colony from March to October. They get together on Friday nights with lawn chairs and counters and, and watch them fly out at nighttime. Sounds pretty, pretty cool, right? Well, we wanted to learn more about bats. So joining us today to tell us more about them is Darlene Hartford, president of the Bat Education and Ecological Protection Society in Peachland. Darlene, thank you so much for joining us to talk about bats today. Doesn't this seem like it's a very fitting time of year to be talking about bats? Definitely. With Halloween now just around the corner, yes, perfect perfect time of year. It is a perfect time of year. Why are bats so important? We always hear about this critical role that they play, but why are bats so important? Well, they they are an important part of the food chain, for one thing. We have uh, pollinators. Um, they protect um, or pollinate the agave plant, mangoes, um, lots of tropical plants. But even in uh, locally, like in Peachland and in Vancouver area, any vegetable or plant that might have a white bloom um, would attract bugs later into the evening. And so then that's a food source for bats and using less pesticides, uh, just a whole part of the environmental chain. So why are we so scared of them then? Well, hopefully not everybody is. <laughs> that's a part of uh, the role of our organization, um, our Bat Society in Peachland, is to sort of discredit some of those myths. Um, that's really... Um, don't want to fly in your hair. It's just that you have probably uh, a lot of uh, insects lying around you. And so they're, they're feeding, basically. Um, they're basically quite a shy animal. Uh, and so unless they're actually feeling threatened um, or that they're um, in a dangerous location, um, that would be the only time that they would likely strike out. Right. So what are some of those big bat myths, do you think? Oh, well, definitely the one about flying into the hair <laughs> seems to be um, the really big one, uh, and that they're dirty animals. Um, uh, where we have our roost in the schoolhouse attic, we have a camera uh, into the attic, and we watch the activity of bats throughout the day. And they're constantly cleaning themselves, even though people think that possibly they're sleeping all day. Um, they're constantly cleaning themselves. They aren't, they aren't a dirty animal, but I think that concept comes um, because of their droppings. The guano droppings will um, fall onto your patio furniture if they're in your umbrella or into your garden. Um, but basically, they, they aren't dirty. <laughs> they're very clean animals, and as I said, they're very shy. Um, and that's, I think, a misconception that people think they need to be feared. Right, maybe because it's, they're in the dark too, right? Like they seem just scary that way because we can't always see them. Possibly, possibly. And that's some um, in Canada are insect eaters, so they have sharp teeth. 
And, you know, if they open their mouth to kind of squeal at you, you're going to see these little pointy teeth. Okay, that's scary. Come on, darling. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It is. How many types of bats do we have here in Canada? Um, We have 18 uh, in BC, and 16 of those 18 species um, are actually in the Okanagan. So we're very proud of, um, of the bat habitat that we have here. Yeah. So the bat habitat that you have, tell me about that. How many bats roost there? Uh, in the schoolhouse attic, um, we have, by the end of the season, uh, when the pups are born, we have a count of 2,000. So we're part of the um, BC Bat Watch um, community counting program. So throughout the season, we will count four times using handheld clickers um, as the bats exit uh, the building for their nightly foraging. But this has been such a popular event in our community that we've started doing just sort of fun counts every Friday night during July and August. And and uh, people line up along the street with lawn chairs and we pass out the clickers and it's it's a fun event. <laughs> that sounds like it too. So we obviously, we also have this fascination with bats, don't we? Yes, yes, I think so. Children um, especially are really curious about bats and, and just like to learn about them, which is, which is wonderful. Right. Now, apparently some communities can also have this like bat-friendly community designation, like Dawson Creek has this. What does it mean to be designated bat-friendly? Well, Peachland was actually just designated bat-friendly uh, in January this year. So mm-hmm. we are the second community um, in British Columbia. So basically, if you um, promote education of bats, you have um, some sort of program that either preserves bat habitat or expands bat habitat, uh, there's certain criteria. And Peachland had um, followed every step, except we hadn't created um, a partner with our local government, which we now have done. And we're just um, starting up uh, the research on a, a wonderful program of uh, bat-friendly lighting, like what lighting is best um, for bats, like street lighting. Oh, well, so what kind of lighting is better for bats? Well, we're doing the research right now. Um, there are a lot of studies from Europe, um, and varying colors uh, are attract varying insects. Um, and so if you find the color that is beneficial for the food source of the bat in the area, then uh, then that's a, that's a plus. <laughs> And I understand also that bats are facing quite a few threats out there as well. So there are concerns for some populations. Why is that? From what? Uh, white nose syndrome is um, one of the major threats right now, and that's a fungal um, disease that has traveled from uh, eastern United States, eastern Canada, and uh, destroying um, millions of bats and wiping out almost a full species. Um, we so far do not have it in East and Western Canada. Um, it is uh, in the Seattle area, so we're watching very closely. Um, it is anticipated that the fungal, uh, fungus will travel up, um, but at this time it hasn't in, in our areas. Okay, so what, what are we doing to prevent that from happening? Um, you actually have a, an excellent program happening at the Burr Villa, um, in your Richmond area, they are tagging bats in a maternity colony because the females will return. Um, so you are have a tagging program going on. Uh, and so in the spring when they return, the bats can be tested for the fungus. Um, so that is, that's a major step. Um, we ask that if people are 
going out of province or out of their own region um, with campers or if they're hiking in caves, they're very cautious to check to make sure that there are no bats trapped in in any of their uh, folds of a tent trailer or any parts of a camper. Um, Also to sterilize any equipment they might take into a cave, make sure their boots are clean. Um, Those are some of the preventative steps. Right. That sounds pretty extensive. Also, I understand that for bats, you know, they're they're pretty reliant on the things that we have built for, for shelter too, aren't they? They are, yes. There's not all species will go into buildings or under bridges, um, but in the Okanagan, um, we have two species that um, inhabit our schoolhouse, and the little brown is one of the most common, um, I think, probably in North America. And, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's a very common species in North America. <laughs> and um, and it's, we have uh, those um, inhabiting the schoolhouse that we have our educational program built around. Now, what, what would you like, Darlene, people to take away for International Bat Week? Like, what do you wish people knew about bats? Um, just wish that they would be aware of the value to the environment, um, you know, in, in how they control um, the infestation of insects into gardens, um, and also to to move forward on um, researching for themselves and participating in bat programs and bat counts and, and just becoming ambassadors for this species that is um, so many of them are endangered, a lot of them um, uh, we feel uh, need protection. So hopefully people will, will take it upon themselves to um, go out and, and help and research. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about it today. Thank you. That's Darlene Hartford, president of the Bat Education and Ecological Protection Society in Peachland, also one of the best acronyms for their groups, BEEPS. I love that. I thought that was fantastic.